Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. Well, with us today is, uh, on this historic day, is... Uh, um, Mayor Rudy Giuliani to tell us about what the heck is going on in Miami. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's horrible what, uh, what they did to a, a next president. Uh, Rudy Mayor, Mr. Mayor, what, what's going on? Well, I think, uh, what's going on is, uh, watching, uh, one of the, it's not the final chapter, one of the later chapters in the destruction of our criminal justice system. And the uh, notion that we have a fair and equal administration of justice, when you consider that he's being arraigned for not handling these records properly, when uh, Hillary Clinton destroyed records like these, 33,000 of them, many more than he's involved with, he didn't destroy them. In fact, nothing's happened to them. They're still there. Not only that, they never were exposed to any foreign adversaries. In the case of Biden, his records were all put in places where the Chinese communists had access to them. Chinatown, two institutes that are funded by China, and his own garage where Hunter Biden, who worked with the chief spy of China, passed every day. So I don't, I don't get how you bring this and expect not to divide the American people in half, which is, I think, what she saw in Miami. Hey, you know, I talked to the president after he called me on, on the way to the airport. And he had just stopped at the Versailles restaurant, which is a favorite of ours. And he told me, and I had heard on, 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 on TV that he stopped at Versailles. And I told him what a brilliant political move that was. The Versailles restaurant is in the middle of a little Havana in downtown Miami. And it's the heart and soul of the Cuban-American community. You know, Cuban-Americans will come from all over the United States, even though they've moved from Miami and whatever. And this is where they went for their birthdays and for their baptisms and for uh, their wedding parties. And it's it's a place to campaign. When I ran for president, when I campaigned for uh, Rick Scott, uh, you name it. So, Bush. Rudy, what did he say to you um, when he called? Oh, he's in a great mood. He wants he wants, he wants to play golf. <laughs> wow. I said, first of all, I said, I just had heard he had gone. It, it, it was eerie. I just had heard on Newsmax, they said he stopped at Versailles. And I said to Ted, what a brilliant move. Gosh, I felt like I, I actually thought about calling him this morning and telling him to do that. And he stopped at Versailles. Of course, he got greeted like the, the returning hero. 
you go to Versailles and it gets around the whole Cuban community all over America. And they and then they prayed over him. When they got him in there, they they said a prayer. Uh, there was a there was a priest and a minister there, and they said a prayer over him. Um, wow! But for fighting That's fantastic. For fighting communism, and of course, the way they see it, if we get Biden again, we're on our way to communism. Of course, you know how they feel about communism. Now I know we have your your son Andrew standing by at Bet Mitzvah, waiting for him to come back, and uh, and he's supposed to report into us later on. And, uh, on uh, the big crowd that he uh, they have waiting at Bettmansville. Yeah, and that's because uh, he's going to be talking later tonight, John. He's expected to speak at like eight fifteen. So Andrew's sort of our eyes and ears on the ground. That's be great. Yeah, that's go good. ahead, Craig Eaton. You got something, Mr. Mayor? I want to take it one step further. You said it's a destruction of our criminal justice system. I think it's a destruction of our country and our political process. Yes. I mean, the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI is ridiculous. Yes, of course, of course. You can't you can't fracture the law in a country without fracturing the country, right? I mean, yeah, my God, that's, yeah. what do we have if we don't have law, right? We have uh, we have uh, yeah. something before civilization. Rudy, we got Alan Dershowitz uh, waiting on the other line. and uh, No, he's not on. I'm like, God, what's the matter with you guys in the control room? They're All getting right, them on. Rudy, keep talking. Yeah, Rudy. By the way, Rudy, I want to touch on what Craig just said. Um, this to me is an astounding moment. Craig is right. It, it, the double standards are incredible. And what everybody's saying is like, you talked about all the documents all over the place. This is the first time in American history, just a few hours ago, that a former president has been federally charged. This is the first time an arraignment. He had to go in over classified documents. Over an opposing president. Yes. I I could understand being indicted or or charged. for for high crimes and misdemeanors, like you you took the documents and you gave it to the Russians. Right. Yeah. There's no evidence of that, John. To your point, there is zero evidence of never, that. He would never do that. Yeah, and, and that's what that is the point. It's over holding classified documents. There's no evidence, Rudy, that he gave it to Iran or gave it to China or did no, any of this stuff. Zero. Can you believe this is happening? He not only didn't give it to them, he didn't put put it in a place where they would be likely there aren't too many Iranians and Chinese communists walking around Mar-a-Lago. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I understand Alan Dershowitz is on now. Yep. There are a lot of Chinese communists walking around where Biden put the documents. The two institutes that he put them in are funded by the Chinese communists. Yeah, he amazing. Put them in a better place for the Chinese to get them. Rudy, do us a favor. Stay with us if you could. We're going to bring in Professor Alan Dershowitz, who is joining us right now on this big, huge breaking news day. Professor Dershowitz, your thoughts about this historic, unbelievable moment that just took place literally two hours ago? Well, first of all, nobody should be allowed to use the term uh, the Espionage Act. It's a misnomer and it's uh, unfair. And I think it becomes unconstitutional, even for the prosecution to mention the word espionage. It's a made up name. This statute has nothing to do, at least as applied to Donald Trump with espionage, as you've said previously. There's not even an allegation that he gave or intended to give it to our enemies. It's not an espionage act. It's a technical papers act involving the a dispute over classified and private information that should have been resolved under the Presidential Records Act civilly. But the idea of even mentioning the word espionage, the first argument I would make in court if I were his defense lawyer is a motion in limine to preclude 
the prosecution from ever using the word espionage in court. And I don't know whether the judge would grant that or not, but the word espionage is so, so prejudicial. It's, it's totally prejudicial, Hans. It's Richard Weinberg. It's absolutely prejudicial. And by the way, talking about conduct and approach, seems to me Jack Smith, if he wanted to make a point, could just as well as a special counsel issue a report and not go through the process of presenting to a grand jury and getting 37 duplicative overreaching counts. I agree. The other thing I would do as a citizen of the United States, not as a lawyer for Donald Trump, is demand that this trial be televised. There's never been a trial that requires television more than this. We are a divided country. Half the country doesn't believe that justice can be done if Trump is convicted. The other half doesn't believe that justice can be done if it's acquitted. You know, in the O.J. Simpson case, it's interesting. There was a poll taken. And those people who actually watched the trial understood better and predicted more likely what the result would be than people who read it through the filter of journalists. Now, things have changed since 25 years ago. Today, you cannot get a straight report on what went on in court. You either get the CNN report, which is one case, or you get the Fox report, which is about a completely different completely case, different. even though it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, like different worlds. Television in the courtroom. You need to be able to see every single minute of the trial so that every American can make up their minds for themselves whether justice has been done here. By the way, I, I just agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I do too. You know, I saw a poll, John, just before here. Eighty-one percent of GOP voters say this is politicized. Fifty percent Democrat and Republican say this is about politics. I mean, we need well, to see the facts. About, well, yesterday of was seventy-six percent of all voters. Uh, figure this is pure politics. Yeah, we need to I get mean, them to the polls. We need to get these people out both, to the polls. It could be both politics and there could be some basis for the prosecution. I wrote an article the other day entitled, what if both the Justice Department and Donald Trump were wrong? And that happens all the time where you get wrong on both sides. They targeted him. There's no doubt about it. The best evidence of that is Bragg, uh, the worst possible indictment ever. And that indictment taints this case, even though they're completely different people. It's part of the process I wrote my book about. Get Trump. Get Trump. I didn't make up that title. That comes from the campaign promises of Letitia James and Albert Bragg. And this is altogether part of an effort. And look at what they're saying now uh, to some of the television stations, MSNBC and some of the politicians. Why don't we make a deal? Drop the prosecution against Trump if he decides not to run for president. What could be better evidence of the politization and the weaponization of our criminal justice? It's crazy. crazy. It, it is unbelievable. Using it to try to get him out of the out of the race. I have the right to vote against him for the third time, and I intend to exercise that right. And I don't want a judge or a prosecutor or a jury denying me that right to vote against him on the merits. And, and Mr. Mayor Rudy Giuliani, you're going to vote for him or against him? Well, I'm just, I was hoping Alan would give him a sympathy vote. <laughs> <laughs> After, I mean, the poor guy's been bat- I mean, I think they should give him this one for having batted, batting him around so much. I mean, this you is not – yeah, and Alan is absolutely right, Alan. This is like chapter five or six, if, if this were a book, in frame Donald Trump any way you can. Yeah, uh, there yeah. may be a chapter seven and eight that we don't even know about yet. So I have a title for that, that book. Yeah. It's called Suitable Suitable for Framing. Yeah, by the way, uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, I mean, not Rudy, uh, Marco Rubio was speaking, um, Rudy and Professor Dershowitz earlier. And he's, always, you know, he's sometimes a fan of Trump, sometimes not. He said there is no way that Trump at this moment should surrender. 
I mean, this is like full force. And, no, and you've seen, you know, I mean, this is like, it's unbelievable. It's like throwing darts. Let's try one more, you know? Is there a chance, is there, is there a chance it goes out on motions, Alan? There is, but the problem is he can't get the best lawyers at this point to represent him. Three yeah, lawyers that called me today. Today, three lawyers. I know, I have the same problems. Three of them who have been asked to represent him, and they all say, Project 65, look at what they did to Giuliani. I don't know if you know this, Rudy, but Project 65 has also filed the bar complaint against me, following after I wrote an article saying I will represent free any lawyer that has bar association charges against him for representing Trump. After I wrote that op-ed, Project 65 filed the bar complaint against me, and they're threatening every single lawyer. And the three lawyers I spoke to understand that. And they don't want to put their is, bar certificates or their That's un-American. On that is un-American. That's a total dictatorship so, of process. It's so, it's McCarthyite. Imagine yes. what they would have done to John Adams if he were walking around today. They would be, you know, disbarring him for representing the people who were accused of the Boston Massacre. That's not what the American legal system is supposed to be like. We're supposed to be proud of lawyers who go into the fire and represent the most unpopular and the most difficult cases. I've tried to do that all my life. Yeah, Whether you like Donald Trump or dislike Donald Trump or agree with him or don't disagree with him, I think we're standing, we have to stand up for America. This is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah, it has to be fair. Every American American should be opposed to Project 65. And to today, there's another report that one of the prosecutors went to the lawyer for the co-defendant and said, look, we know you're up for a judgeship. You know, do you really want that judgeship? Maybe you should uh, flip the defendant and make him cooperate instead of vigorously defending him, and then you'll have a better chance of getting the judgeship. If that's not a threat. Wow. Sounds like a quid pro quo to me. Well, Rudy Giuliani, uh, go ahead and respond to that, Rudy. Well, I mean, that's about as big an obstruction of justice, an unethical act, uh, a crime, uh, attack against our system, as you could possibly imagine, uh, which will give you an idea of the depth of their criminality and what they think they have at stake. Uh, Because I think they they believe that they have at stake if it opens up, particularly with the underlying um, informant, Mykola Zloshevsky. If Zloshevsky actually cooperates, a lot of people will go to jail. I mean, that guy paid out well over a hundred million dollars in bribes. Wow! And uh, and if he kept if he kept a record of it, there could be a lot. There could be a lot of interesting prosecutions. Now, Rudy, let me just so for our listeners, you're talking about uh, you're talking about uh, what Grassley came out with. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is a bombshell. The underlying it's sort of double hearsay, but the underlying um, the underlying witness is Mykola Zloshevsky the president of Burisma. He is the one who told the FBI uh, operative, who has proven to be reliable in the past, that he gave uh, a $5 million to Joe and $5 million to Hunter. Wow. And, also, and, and by the way, and he has recordings. That's the big news, yeah, that uh, the big bombshell that came out. And, uh, and later, on, to, later on in the show, we're going to have Miranda Devine, who's going to talk about that. And may I ask the question? Hear the recordings. Let's hear. Let's keep an open mind. We agree one hundred percent. Let's see the proof. Let's see the proof. Tell you one thing. I got to tell you one thing that's there right now. That document, when it was first given to the committee, was redacted. 
Do you know what was redacted? The fact that the man had tape recorders. Wow. Right, <laughs> that's, that's right. Idea. And again, we'll see what they say how, right how now. It's an allegation, but you're right. And what do you I don't and know Joe, if he has tape recordings or not, but you don't cross out him saying he has just, tape recordings. Just so just a little nostalgia, a little nostalgia. Rudy and I first met in nineteen seventy early sometime when I had a case, the Jewish Defense League case, and I pulled a rabbit out of my hat. I had a surreptitious tape recording done by my client. Do you remember that? of the police officer, Sam Parola, and we won the case based on those recordings. And I remember you were mad at me until then. You beat me in the next case, and then we could be friends. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think you're terrific and you're wonderful. You just have one real problem. You're a Red Sox fan. <laughs> well, uh, look, the Red Sox beat the Yankees the other night in the 10th Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, you're going to make a ghost runner on second base. I don't know if I like it or not, but it's fun to watch. Well, both of you are fun to have on the show. It was an old-fashioned Yankee Red Sox game. (laughs) Thank you, guys, both of you guys, for being here. Uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, Rudy Giuliani on this big, huge news day. We appreciate it. More double. a source than that. Yeah, the best. Uh, wow, both of you. And how wild that the president spoke to Rudy, too, right after he left the courtroom. We just heard from Rudy, too, as well. That was wild. Get Trump again. Yes. To follow up on his book, Get uh, Trump. I yeah, that is the follow up, right. Get Trump again. That's <laughs> and then it's going to be, and again, and again, and again, because they're not going to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop at some and, point. And who made, uh, who, who said to, to Trump that, well, if you promise not to run for president, uh, we'll get the charges dropped. Who said that? Well, wow. we know that, by the way, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC surmised that could be a deal in the works. So we've heard a lot of people suggest that, John, which is amazing. I mean, it just shows what their it's, ultimate goal is. It's also a motivation I mean, for Trump to keep running because then he has something to trade. Yeah. He can't withdraw from the presidential race because then he'll have nothing to trade. By holding on to the race, he has something to trade. With I don't see him ever trading. Let's go. No let's one's go to a break, trading. guys. Let's go for a break. We got a whole show to do. Yep, we got. Uh, and we, who do we have coming on after the uh, break? We have former U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman to give us his and take what is on he gonna today. And what's he going to tell us? Who is he? He is a very well-known former U.S. Attorney. He's executive director of Right on Crime. You see him all the time on Fox and everywhere I, else. I don't care about he's you coming on Fox. <laughs> as long as he knows he's his stuff. On ABC. He's going to be question. on Cats and Cosby, and he's yeah. coming up next, guys. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back here on Cats and Cosby. And what an unbelievable day. Only hours ago, President Trump in federal court in Miami pleading not guilty to 37 felony counts and now he's on his way to new jersey later on in the show we're going to have an on-the-scene report from andrew giuliani who is there at bedminster where the president's going to be talking tonight joining us now is former u.s attorneys also executive director of right on crime brett tolman uh brett your reaction to what has been an i just think a jaw-dropping day 
and a, a, just a blaring double standards? You know, Rita, I spent, uh, you know, over a decade presenting cases to the grand jury. And um, what a lot, not a lot of people talk about in the federal system is there's an obligation to actually present exculpatory evidence. One of the first motions I'd make uh, on, on Trump's behalf is what's called a bill of particular. I'd like to know what was presented to the grand jury. I think this is a judge that would grant it. And if that's granted, then they'll know whether or not you have an immediate violation of, of, of the ethics rules on prosecutors, whether or not they're, uh, they withheld certain information. Did they withhold the statute on the Presidential Records Act and its potential impact? So there's a lot you can do right at the beginning. I know he'll have a good legal team around him, but this is not your average prosecution that deserves a mundane response. You know, we just had uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz on. He said that this should be on camera. This should be televised, even though in federal court, obviously, never usually does it happen. But this is the exception to the rule because the American public is so divided and so angry about this. Your thoughts about that, Brett Tolman? I have been one that has, I've not really liked the thought of cameras in the courtroom because I think there's already too many bad lawyers and judges that grandstand. But, you know, this is one where it does defy a little bit of our, our notion of fairness because of the, the, the discretion that's been abused in this case. I mean, Rita, I, I will tell you right now, if I could take the all the individuals that were part of pushing and moving Biden's classified documents, if I could put them in the grand jury, if I could go to some of his um, accomplices, I can I can tell you I can get an indictment for a conspiracy, obstruction of justice, espionage act violations. And and it would it would read worse than what you read on Trump. So what we have is a prosecutor who has very little accountability and all the capability of manipulating the law and, and has done that. And that's where we're at as a country. Craig Eaton. Brett, uh, I'm an attorney here in New York. I've tried many cases in the state and federal court. There is such an obvious double standard here. They get this indictment. They get a, a special special counsel. They get an indictment in, in weeks, right? And and the thing that's going on in Delaware against Hunter Biden is going on how long now? Five, how many months? Five years. years. Five years. And, years. And all of the evidence. Rudy Giuliani had all the evidence with the computer, Hunter Biden's computer and everything. And everything goes like snail mail. But against Trump, everything gets expedited and gets done so quickly. This double standard needs to stop. Someone needs to stand up and, and, and for the record, stop what's going on here. How do we get this done? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And I, I watched it, you know, I've, I've been in the criminal justice system working in it for 25 years now. And like you, I've kind of watched this evolution. We've gone from a Department of Justice that that really tried very hard, you know, two, three decades ago to be above politics to one that we started to see go down that road to the Comey announcement that no no prosecutor would bring this kind of case to to ignoring, you know, um, you know, I mean, she actually Hillary Clinton actually had on a homemade server um, classified information that the Chinese did gain access into and hack. Now, wow. if you could pro- if you could prosecute, you know, Trump 
for having it on his bathroom floor. Um, but you're not going to tr- prosecute Hillary Clinton and is not a former president, then the, the, the administration of justice is lost. And, and we, we no longer have an attorney general who is trying, like Ed Meese, for example, trying to do the right thing, even though we might disagree with him. And everybody, we're talking to former U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman, so Judge Weinberg. If you, if you don't ahead, have John. the FBI, what other law enforcement agency do you have to enforce the law? That's a scary your thought. Yeah, that's a scary thought. Wow. Well, you're right. If the FBI and we saw it after 9/11, we took them out of being, you know, law enforcement, and we turned them into intelligence gathering apparatus. We gave them expanded powers under the Patriot Act, under the guise that they would never abuse it. And what did we do? We created another intelligence branch in this country that no longer feels it is bound by the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments of the Constitution. Judge Weinberg? Uh, I think, in my opinion, that this is a case that cries out for what we call, as lawyers and judges, jury nullification. What say you? And explain what that is, yeah. by the way. Brett, uh, explain yeah, that, what so that is for null- listeners. Jury nullification would be a jury that is so so compelled by the the unfairness of a case that despite what the, the, the plain language of the law may dictate or the instructions from the judge, they just simply say, I'm not going to find him guilty. And you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this. I've never advocated that for that in my life, but I would in this instance. Because you don't have a department that's of justice and an FBI that's acting honorably and within the, the bounds of what their discretion, sound discretion should be. So if that's the case, then, then judges and juries, how can you expect them to actually be better than the agencies that are bringing the cases? Yeah, it is amazing. Craig, you got a quick question. I was just going to say, this is something the voters need to look at. I mean, what we need to do is we need to get rid of our elected officials, change the course of our country, elect moderate people, smart people that are not going to put up with this and not allow this to continue to to go on every single week. Yeah, don't let the leading competitor, in this case, try to uh, poo-poo. I I mean, the, the way the politicization of this, the fact that the Biden White House Biden DOJ is putting pressure. Yeah. They say, oh, they're not. There's no way. They are clearly having an impact here. And they're telling yeah. us basically who to vote for and who yeah. not to vote for. I, I'm offended by it. I think it's, it's outrageous. It's an interference with an election, yeah. isn't it? It is absolutely. And how is there no way, Brett Tolman, that this is, this is right smack in the election? This is absolutely in the middle of election it season. Is, it is on purpose. And Joe Biden is involved and he is at the helm of the, these decisions. They have liaisons that run directly between in the White House and the OJ directly between the attorney general and the president. I don't buy it. I called I called BS on it when he first came out long ago after the raid. There's there's this is coming from the top. You would only orchestrate something like this from the top. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We're going to take a break right now and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. And hopefully there's justice in America. God bless America. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you, Brett, so much. Let's take that break. And who do we have after that? We got Andy McCarthy coming up. Another U.S. attorney. It's going to be, it's a bombshell day. And then also we have Miranda Devine. More on those potential tapes. And Dr. Peter Michalos, there there was new revelations today about your clots in your blood that are killing 
They're killing COVID-19 patients. Yeah, wow. A lot more heads. Stay with us, everybody. Cats and Cosby. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. I, I just got a uh, uh, a note from a listener, a European uh, a visitor out of Switzerland. A lot of damage was done to America's image in the world today. It's a shame. Wow. The world is watching. I mean, this is the biggest story, John, in the world today. I was flipping at some of the international. Everybody's glued. And it it was almost like OJ, you know, following the car, following the movements of Trump um, in the courthouse there in Miami. And again, right now he is en route to New Jersey, Bedminster. Later on in the hour, we're going to have Andrew Giuliani, who is in Bedminster, to tell us what's going to happen. That's and joining, I can't wait to see what the mood is there. Wow. Uh, joining us now is Andy McCarthy. He is a former assistant U.S. attorney. And, and Andy, um, uh, first of all, your reaction to what is a really, I think, just sad day for America. Rita, it's a, it's a stunning day. Um, what I think is most disturbing about it, you know, what, let's put aside the seriousness of the allegations. Um, it's really something that's gone on for, seven years. And you can argue that uh, President Trump brought some of it on himself. But the fact of the matter is, you know, they have tried to take him out like they've never tried to take anyone out for seven years running. And now uh, you have a situation where you not only have the Biden Justice Department going uh, after him. And this whole idea that this is the special counsel, it's not Biden. That's ridiculous. The Biden Justice Department investigated this case until November of last year. And Garland didn't need a special counsel for this. There's no conflict of interest. He only put one in because he wants to create the illusion that there's a detachment or distance between uh, the Biden administration and the Biden Justice Department and the decision to charge Trump. But this is a Biden Justice Department move, and it is in conjunction with progressive Democratic elected prosecutors in cities around the country who are trying to make cases on Trump. And some of them ran for office saying that they would use the power of their office against Trump. So I think that, you know, Obviously, these are serious allegations. They have to be tried. But I also don't think Americans are missing the point of what's going on here. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Craig Eaton? Andy, this is Craig Eaton. I'm an attorney here in New York. i, I got to be honest with you. The more I look at this, it's it's despicable. But this is a fight. This is Biden's fight for his life and his freedom. If Biden Trump's. doesn't win. No, no, no. I'm saying if Biden doesn't win this election, he knows what's going to happen. He's going to get indicted. Hunter's going to get indicted. He's not going to have any options to get him or his son out of this. So that's why so, he's doing this. So that's why they're doing yep. this. He's told everybody, you got to get Trump. You got to get Trump out of this race, no matter what. Whatever rules you have to bend or break, you have to get Trump out of this race because 
If Biden loses, his life and his freedoms are over. And yeah, I, I, I guess I respectfully disagree. I don't I don't think they want Trump out of the race. I think what they're, they're trying to do beating, right yeah. now. Yeah, I think they they think that if you have five cases against Trump going, that means every single day there's some development in the litigation, which means none of the other GOP candidates can get any traction. And they're doing this because they think they can beat Trump. And I, I must say, I think the country at this point, we've been we've since 2016. So we're now, you know, getting on seven plus years. We've had the Justice Department and the FBI up to their necks in our electoral politics. And, you know, when you you may be quite right that the you know, it's serious allegations against Biden and, and they've been hiding the ball on that yeah. stuff. But, you know, as you were saying that, Craig, I, I I was getting weary, not 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 at you, but at the prospect of, oh, my God, so we have to go through, you know, yet another four years of the law enforcement and intelligence apparatus of the government deciding elections. I don't think that's what we want. Well, and I think that's what uh, the Democrats plan. Um, before I bring in Judge Weinberg, I want to bring up one uh, powerful point. Andrew, I was watching you earlier today. Uh, you brought up uh, a great point where you basically said, listen, there is such a double standard here. And you said, why not have Robert Hur, who is, by the way, we all forget that name. That's a special prosecutor, special counsel who's investigating Biden that we haven't heard peep out of, that he should basically lay out what Biden took, um, lay out the itemization. Tell us about that. That was a great point, Andy. Just do something. Let him do yeah, something. Let the special something. prosecutor yeah, I, do something. I, I appreciate that, Rita. I, here's here's what, what stunned me about the Trump indictment. You know, I've worked national security stuff a long time. Usually what the government says is we can't be descriptive about classified information and national security stuff because it, it's a threat to the nation if this information gets out. Here instead, with respect to Trump, they, they did these 31 documents. They gave like the overarching gist of what stuff he took. Then with respect to each individual document, they described it. They gave us the classification levels of each document and how long they say Trump illegally held on to it. So since they've put that out publicly, I don't understand. We, you know, why don't we know at this point how many documents did President Biden have? What were the classification levels? What is a general description of what it is that he was hoarding in his various private locations, his office, his home, his garage, et cetera? And how long was he holding these documents? According to the reporting, some of it goes back to his time in the Senate which is decades ago, and he has to have done that willfully because senators are not allowed. They're not like national security officials who are on duty 24-7. They have to review classified information in a skiff on Capitol Hill. So how on earth does he have that stuff? No, that's a fascinating point. Judge Weinberg for Andy McCarthy. Andy, you raise an interesting point in one of your, your articles, and you're talking about the appointment of uh, a special counsel because of an alleged conflict. Uh, with the Justice Department and uh, and the administration. But where is the appointment of a special counsel to look after the Biden influencing? If there's ever a conflict, it seems to me, the whole Biden influencing allegations warrant a special counsel. What say you? Yeah, well, Judge, I think that's exactly right. As I said, there didn't need to be a special counsel in the Trump investigation. I'm not saying that Trump was innocent. What I'm saying is there was no conflict of interest between the Biden Justice Department and Trump. 
which is why the Biden Justice Department was investigating Trump, Trump for a year and a half before they brought uh, this guy in, uh, Smith in. And in the meantime, there's a raging conflict of interest between the Biden Justice Department and investigating the Biden family. It's the classic situation in which you bring in uh, a supposedly independent prosecutor. And the idea that Garland would appoint one for Trump when there's no conflict and hasn't appointed one as he investigates or his department investigates his own boss. And we're supposed to, like, take that as if, you know, that's completely legitimate. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Talk about a, a double standard. Uh, let's go to Craig. Eaton. You know, you know, thinking about what you had said before, I, I kind of agree with you. What they're trying to do is not get rid of him, but bludgeon him so badly that yeah. he will have no chance yeah. at winning. But but they are definitely fearful of their own their own lives and their own freedom. And it's it's a full court press to make sure that they beat him. Um, because they're afraid if he gets in, what could happen? By the way, uh, speaking of which, uh, NBC right now is reporting that the D.C. grand jury is hearing testimony in the January 6th case. Uh, I'm just saying. Another they're one. Try- another. Uh, then you got the I'm, Georgia that's case. That's what I'm saying. Enough's enough. There's right. got to be a stop Re- to it. But Rita, could I, Rita, could I just make one point about that? Yeah. Remember, remember that Smith is a special counsel. Just like Mueller was a special counsel and Durham's a special, a special counsel. I don't expect that there's going to be January 6th charges against President Trump. But at some point in this campaign, he's going to drop a report, just like Mueller did a report and Durham did a report, which is going to lay out what they say was Trump's behavior in connection with January 6th. And oh, that's they will interesting. Put that out at a time that they. Yeah. And so you, you do not think charges. Think you do help. not think January 6th charges. Real quick, Andy. Yes. No, I don't think charges. I think they'll write a report. Very interesting. Wow. Andy, we so appreciate having you here on such a huge news day. We love your perspective always. Andy, thank you so much. The, oh, the former, thank you. Great. Uh, the former assistant U.S. attorney, Andy McCarthy. Uh, now we got Andy. Dr. Peter Milos, John. And we got some new revelations on, uh, uh people that received a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, Dr. Milos, can you give us an update on some of the reports, uh, that are out and, are they verified, not verified? Uh, are they concerning? Well, some of them, the way they're presented, are a little alarming. So first we have to start by saying that in the United States, even before COVID, 100,000 people a year die from blood clots, and those are called deep vein thrombosis or other clots, and they're in bedridden people, people with cancer, people with inflammation, people who have a genetic factor. There's 3 million people in the United States with something called factor 5 lighten and also women with oral contraceptives. Uh, one in uh, 100,000 will die from oral contraceptives, and one in 1,000 will get a clot anyway. So we have to start off by saying that to begin with. And when you actually look at the numbers of the 18 million they were talking about in the articles about the uh, J&J vaccine, which 18 million people in the United States got shots, of those people, 60 developed clots called thrombosis and thrombocytopenia. And of those 60 people who got it, they were age 18 to 49, and most of them were on either birth control or hormone therapy. Of those 60, nine died. So basically the death rate for females was 5.8 out of a million people who got shots. And for men, it was uh, 2.2 people for every million who got shots. So we have to put in perspective. The, the data that we have is that just getting COVID itself, 20% of the people, for example, in ICUs 
we're getting clots. So we, we know that COVID and the spike protein is a clot shot. And what's more important is the study that just came out of Dublin, Ireland from the Royal College of Surgeons, that people who get COVID, they found that the spike protein initiates the clotting process. It's called the von Willebrand cascade. So basically that spike, whether you get it from COVID or whether it's coming from artificially made by an mRNA vaccine, it seems to stimulate the clotting process to begin with. But the number of cases are minute and the risk of getting clots is still greater than getting COVID. But yes, cases have been reported. from So, that so you said how many uh, normally uh, die of clotting? In the United States, 100,000 people will die of clots every year in the United okay. States. So, so 100,000 normally. Uh, any idea, uh, have those, any of those reports uh, said how many have died in the last 12 months as a comparison? Um, it, it's still, it's and still if we don't have it now, we can get it later. It's not a problem, but, yeah. uh, you know, we no, just want to give the real facts. The, num- the real facts are the numbers are not that much. 18 people, 18 million people got shot, 60 got clots, and there were nine deaths. But the media sometimes reports it and sensationalize it. Yes, there are case reports. If you look at just the flu vaccine or every other vaccine, if you look at the number of side effects, the different things that happen to people, all vaccines, about a little less than 1%, will have some serious side effects. That's just the reality of life. So it's not as dramatic as presented. But yes, there have been eye clots, central retinal vein occlusions, artery occlusions. But we're talking like 20 out of 10 million charts looked at. So it's the cases are there like every medicine. If you looked at aspirin today, it would need a prescription if you knew the side effects of aspirin and the bleeding and the and the ulcers that it can cause. So you, when you really deep dive into the numbers, it's not as dramatic. It's still the bottom line is getting COVID is still worse than getting the vaccine. Craig, Craig Eaton right. has one last Doctor, question. One last question. So, so what would you tell our listeners? I mean, what do they need to look out for to see if they have body clot, uh, uh, blood clots? And so could they do a, like a body scan? Is that something that you would recommend? Would that show if there's well, blood clots? What happens is you get short of breath. One of okay. your legs will get swollen larger than the other. You may get chest pain, and those are the early signs. But usually it's like a sharp chest pain, and you get okay. short of bed. Why? Because the clock goes up to your lung, then your lung can transfer oxygen, and okay. then you get short of breath. And if you get to a hospital immediately and you can get heparin or clotting medicines and get to an emergency room and you're somewhere in the United States, your chances of survival are very high. And of those 60 people who got those clots of the 18 million who got the shot, J&J, only nine deaths because those people were treated, good. fortunately, early. That's the good news. Wow. Thank well, you. Dr. Thank Peter Mihalos, we love you. We appreciate you. Such important information. Thank you, Dr. Peter. We love Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for always getting the truth out. Thank you. Let's take a break right now. And who do we have? Yeah, we got Miranda Devine with some and bombshell then, and, and information. Uh, bombshell. And then I understand Andrew Giuliani is going to be calling in. From uh, Bedminster. From Bedminster where... Uh, the President uh, Trump is landing. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And welcome back to Cats and Cosby. What an unbelievable day. President Trump, of course, in Miami in the federal court. And this comes as Senator Chuck Grassley last night dropped a bombshell that there may be audio recordings of the Burisma executive. That's a Ukrainian oil official basically showing 
potential bribery and conversations with Biden and Hunter Biden. That is enormous news. And joining us now is Miranda Devine. She is the New York Post columnist. Uh, Miranda, what do you know about this? This is huge news if there is an audio tape and multiple tapes potentially. Yes. Hi, Rita. Hi, John. Hi, everyone. Um, look, what this is, is the um, informant uh, telling the FBI that these tapes, these 17 audio tapes of this Ukrainian businessman with uh, Hunter Biden and then another two uh, audio tapes of him talking to Joe Biden, um, that these tapes, this informant is saying, do exist. So we don't really know uh, if that allegation is true or not, but it's certainly, um, I think, what Chuck Grasley is trying to make the point about. Um, what it shows is that we're even at the very last minute when the FBI was dragged kicking and screaming to Capitol Hill to show the Oversight Committee um, that document from the FBI which contains those allegations, they redacted, which means hid from the Oversight Committee, the, uh, the, the content about these 17 plus 2, 19 audio tapes. Now, why would they do that? Um, only The only reason you can think is to protect Joe Biden. Uh, there is no other reason why the Oversight Committee should not be aware of this fact that these tapes were said to be um, being kept by this guy, Nikolai Zlochevsky, the owner of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. He said he made these tapes and he kept them for his own insurance policy. Has anybody now, else verified that they exist? No, this is the only record that we have that they exist. So, you know, remember, this was an allegation that was made to the FBI in 2020 by a very trusted, uh, long-term and paid informant. And so uh, for three years, has that been investigated? That's what the Oversight Committee wants to know. This is like peeling the onion. And, you know, every day there's a new bombshell. And, you know, we would not know any of these bombshells if it weren't for the fact that the American people gave the Republicans control of the House in the midterm elections in November. So this is, they're doing their job. They're doing what the American people have asked. But unfortunately, all these bombshells that are, they look very bad for the White House. Um, they're being buried under this avalanche of Trump news, which, of course, is by design. Oh, wow. Really a bombshell. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, uh, can you stay with us for one second, stay, Miranda? Stay one second. We got Andrew good. Giuliani calling in from... Uh, from Bedminster in New Jersey. And, uh, Andrew, what's going on in Bedminster? Is there a big crowd waiting for President Trump to come in? Well, they are filing in right now. As a matter of fact, there are about 20 ladies that have red dresses with blue stripes on that have just come in. And I have to tell you, all the political bigwigs are out here. I just saw Cash Patel, the former chief of staff to the Secretary of Defense. I know Rich Grinnell is out here. Kimberly Guilfoyle is out here. And the president is making his way out to Bedminster right now. Just for some perspective, this is a six. 100-acre property, and they are actually closing down one of the golf courses to park cars out here. They're expecting more than 2,000 people here tonight, so it is a, uh, a raucous atmosphere. It feels a little bit like a Trump rally, except everybody's dressed in suits. That's probably the only difference you get from your typical Trump so, rally out uh, here. How but, many people are you expecting? 
They're expecting 2,000 to 2,500 people here tonight. And I got to tell you, everybody, just like you guys have been talking about for the last hour, feels like the next 17 months, America and the future of our country is on the line. That is the overwhelming sentiment that I've talked to from person after person out here. Andrew, thank you so much for calling in, and we'll Rita is going to catch up with you later on. Yep, great, Absolutely. Andrew. Well, yeah, definitely. Let's thank go you, back Andrew. to Miranda. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Let's go back to Miranda. Yeah, Miranda. Wow. Uh, so uh, you were talking about uh, the tapes, and boy, as we're sitting here, the double standards. Here is President Trump, the first time a former president in American history federally charged, because we know he got state charged with Alvin Bragg, federally charged. And and you are telling us what could potentially be blockbuster that these tapes may exist uh, with potentially bribery allegations, big money. And so far, no special counsel looking into this, right? Oh, no, of course not. I mean, talking about special counsels, you know, Jack Smith has been uh, out there indicting President Trump, having press conferences, uh, his team leaking information willy-nilly to the New York Times and the Washington Post. Uh, but we hear absolutely nothing from the special counsel that probably a lot of Americans don't even know is looking into Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents, which, uh, you know, are worse, arguably, because you're looking at documents that were taken when he was vice president, did not have all the powers that a president has to look at classified documents, to declassify them. But also, uh, some of these documents, we're told, date from his Senate days, where, and there is no way that any senator, Democrat senators have said this, as Republicans have, there's no way a senator can legally take a classified document out of a secure space. Absolutely. By the way, Miranda, we had on right before you, uh, soon before you, we had Andy McCarthy, who basically said there should be a full accounting and the public should know how many documents Biden had, even just on the classified documents. Real quick, Judge Weinberg. You got one minute to do it fast. And Miranda, the problem is if the Republicans don't win either the House or the Senate, this will be buried deep like all the other matters, including your uh, your reporting going way back on the uh, Biden laptop. Well, yes. And, uh, you know, I think uh, people should realize how how crucial it is to win power. You cannot have one party control everything as happened for the first two years of the Biden administration. But also, um, you know, you're hearing Democrats now say, oh, let's not go back in time. Let sleeping dogs lie. Why are you pursuing Joe Biden for things that happened in the past? Um, double standards all around yeah absolutely miranda divine thank you so much for being with us keep us posted this could be enormous obviously if there are tapes as many as 15 tapes john what an incredible show we have had wow wow what a historic went very day. quick too by the way on, on nielsen ratings went to the moon at five o'clock between five o'clock and six o'clock it is the to show the to listen to john it's the show to listen to we didn't, catch Sydney, we didn't catch sid rosenberg yet but we're getting we're there. gonna get him tell well, sid we're coming for him and, uh, what do we stand for truth, truth justice, justice in america, america. god bless america